0: hola and welcome to Amigas about friends a podcast where two best friends talk about their favorite group of friends friends this podcast is intended for a mature audience and listener discretion is advised we're here <laughs> it's
1: us we're back welcome to episode seven Oh man, I love episode seven. (laughs) It's not a
0: bad one. Okay,
1: let's do our mental health check today. Let's do it. How are you feeling? I am feeling good today, but the past few days, I haven't really felt that great. Like I started just feeling anxious for no apparent reason and just really emotional. I've been crying every day for no reason. So I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Uh, besides that I mean I'm trying to manage it with food (laughs) um and I don't mean like eating a lot of food kind of also but I just mean like cooking a lot I've been cooking Mm. I've been spending a lot of money on groceries so that's been fun um but yeah I don't really know why I'm feeling like this so that sucks but I'm going through it it's gonna be okay trying to stay hydrated
0: definitely do that how are you um I'm okay. I had a breakdown last week where I started bawling my eyes out at my desk for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. And then, well, okay. So, like, I was sitting working, and I think I told you that they um, permanently moved us to home. So, I don't have to go into the yeah. office at all. And so, this was on Wednesday. Um, I was sitting at my computer, and then, like, legit zero to 60. I started like bawling <laughs> like heavy cry with the sighing and everything <laughs> like it was just uh, okay. it was intense and then I kind of chilled out and like told myself like basically that I'm a bad bitch and I got this and I need to fucking get my life together <laughs> and that only worked for like 10 minutes before I burst into tears did again. again?
1: <laughs> <laughs> See that's why I don't tell myself that I just keep crying until I'm out of tears. So. I'm like okay am I done am I done okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, not me.
0: I'm like, you need to fucking stop. Um, But then also, like, once I gave it some thought, because literally, when it happened, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? And then later, like in the evening, I was like, oh, I see what it is. So my dad's birthday, my grandfather's birthday is on the 15th. He passed a while back. And so it was all just kind of Like everything from not going into the office and birthday and whatever. Kind of had the perfect storm. I did. And so once I realized it, I was like, okay, it's okay to cry. And then I stopped crying.
1: (laughs) Sorry, I'm trying to reach my water bottle. Oh, no, you're okay. One second. (laughs) I'm so smooth. We
0: need like elevator music or something.
1: Yes. Oh, wait, but I'm back. But yeah, I'm sorry you're going through that. I definitely know what it's like to feel overwhelmed like that. And I guess it's a good thing that you were searching for like, what is the real reason that you're feeling that way? Yeah. Or not necessarily the real reason because, you know, staying home from work definitely is something that would be upsetting to a lot of people. But you know, also what else is bothering me at this point? I have not really done any research into why I'm feeling like this. I don't really feel sad about anything in particular so i'm just letting it letting it pass i do know i am a P- tmi about to start pmsing but i never really cry like this and i've just been super 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 sensitive like the other day i posted a picture or a collage of pictures on instagram of like pets that I like to hug or whatever. You tagged the Marlin. <laughs> I did. But then my boyfriend was like, hey, like that picture that you have of me or of yourself and Dizzy, our dog, is showing my full email and my full phone number. So I had to take it down. And that made me just start bawling for some reason. Like, it doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I wasn't even sad about that. But I think at that point I was, I just needed a good cry because I'd been wanting to cry for a while that particular day, but I just kept like, no, no, it's fine. Like you're working, you're busy. Yeah. And then when that happened, I couldn't help it. I just started crying. I was like, nothing is right. (laughs) Even though that was such a silly thing to do, but we shall see what happens. Justin is paranoid that I might be pregnant but I don't think that that's it
0: well it wouldn't be uh, well I'm just gonna not comment on that part but (laughs) I would be excited Um, (laughs) um, but that's what I'm here for too I didn't hear from you this week
1: i know i i, I do that. all of our
0: dirty laundry laura
1: did not call me at all it's fine <laughs> i'm sorry i tend to do that honestly when i'm feeling like that it's really hard for me to reach out especially when i when i don't have something to tell you like hey x happened so now i'm yeah. sad it's really hard for me to like just visualize the conversation of me saying hey i'm crying for no reason you know like uh I don't know. And I know I shouldn't because if you were telling me that, then I would obviously tell you like, hey, you know, you can reach out. It's okay. But we are really bad at following our own advice.
0: We are terrible. And I yeah. didn't reach out either. No, no, that's okay. That's we're
1: learning. Time, I know. Eventually <laughs> we'll get it right. Just like the technology for this podcast.
0: Someday <laughs> when...
1: Frank Sinatra... What
0: right. Does say,
1: though? Yeah. When the world is cold. When you're I'm all alone. Something. When I'm awfully low. Something. Something. <laughs> it was
0: in um my best friend's wedding.
1: <laughs> like your actual best friend's wedding or the movie My Best Friend's Wedding. The
0: movie My Best Friend's Wedding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> one of my favorite. I don't like very many chick flicks, but My Best Friend's Wedding I can watch over
1: and over. I do like that movie. That was the one with Julia Roberts, right?
0: Yes. Yeah and Dylan
1: McDermott. Would he be in your list? <laughs>
0: he would be on my list. He would be laminated.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm lying. He wouldn't be laminated, but he would be on my list. He'd be on the rough draft maybe. Yeah. Or can like you the hear back that up? dog barking? Sorry. I can. Are you going to stop now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's a... Oh, just kidding. <laughs> Excuse me, dog. I may to so close the window. No. Oh. Outside
0: dog. Dog. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. The neighbor dogs are interrupting you. Okay. Let's start. And this is episode seven.
1: The one with the blackout.
0: Yeah. Ching. So we start with the gang at the coffee house. And this is Phoebe's first performance. Um, so her character's finally growing a little more. Uh, and then suddenly the power goes out. So she strikes a chord and we've got no power. Um, so we don't get to see her perform. And then it cuts to Chandler at an ATM vestibule. Uh, and she's there with a hot girl who we later find out is a Victoria's Secret model named Jill Goodacre. And Did you know um, she was really actually a Victoria's Secret model and also married to Harry Connick Jr.?
1: Oh, I did not know the second part. I knew she was an actual supermodel. I found out later, but... Yeah, I did not know. Yeah, he's handsome. He'd be on my list. Laminated? (laughs) No,
0: I don't think so. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so uh, we go to Monica's apartment and everybody's checking in with relatives to make sure everyone's okay. Monica's mom, in her typical fashion, wants to know what Monica's wearing um, so that she can find herself a man during the blackout. And that's when you find out that the whole city's blacked out. Um, And then there's a lot of back and forth in this episode, wow, between Chandler and the gang. Um, So Chandler calls the apartment to tell them he's trapped with the model and he asks to speak to Joey because Monica isn't under his secrets his super secret spy code language um and then the gang starts talking about the weirdest places that they've done the deed and monica said that in college she did it on a pool table and joey did it in the new york city library and then phoebe did it in milwaukee
1: uh, <laughs> it's a really weird place
0: <laughs> i guess so uh ross did it on the It's a small world ride at Disney World. Uh, And then Rachel says that she's done it at the foot of the bed. Um, I know, exciting. And then, so after that, Ross and Rachel have a little one-on-one about um, passion in a relationship. And she's concerned she'll never have that. And Ross tries to convince her that that's not the best part of a relationship because it all burns out. But then tells her that um, her next relationship will be filled with passion. So he kind of tries to take it back because she's not excited about him saying that um, the passion burns out or whatever. So then uh, Joey notices that he's like kind of trying to flirt with her. And so he tells Ross like fat chance because you're already friend zoned. And he's like, no, I'm not. And so then um, he later tries to have another one-on-one with Rachel to tell her how he feels about her. He gets attacked by a cat. And then nobody notices because everyone's inside singing with Phoebe. And her, so we do get to see her perform there, but it's not an original song. And then we go back to Chandler, and he's trying to be normal around the hot girl. Uh, and she would previously offered him gum at this point, and he said no, because it wasn't sugarless. But he <laughs> yeah. changes his mind and says, actually, gum would be perfection. And we cut back to Phoebe and Rachel, who then go out to find the owner of the cat. And while they're out, we meet Mr. Heckles for the first time. Oh, I love Mr. Heckles. I do like Mr. Heckles, um, who claims it's his cat, Bob Buttons, but the cat clearly does not belong to him, (laughs) and the cat runs away. And so then Rachel and Phoebe split up, and Rachel meets Paolo, and this is where we first meet him. He is the Italian stud who speaks little to no English. And she's like, wow, she's taken aback by him. And so then she takes him back to the apartment to introduce him to everyone. And Ross is clearly upset because who's this guy who just suddenly came into our lives. And then we cut back to Chandler trying to impress Jill by blowing a bubble with his gum. Um, but he <laughs> accidentally spits <laughs> it out, reaches for it, but grabs somebody else's gum. Uh, and when he notices that it's not his gum, he starts choking. And so she saves him and whatever. And And then we go back to the apartment and Rachel is obsessed with Paolo. And Ross tries to get in the middle by talking to him and telling him that um, he, Ross and Rachel belong together, but Paolo doesn't speak English. So then uh, Ross calls him a crap weasel. And then we go back to Chandler and he's finally like being normal around uh, Jill Goodacre and they start playing a game and he's just not getting it. And then we cut back to the apartment and the last candle's about to go out. So Phoebe starts to count down and I think she's at like negative 47 or something before <laughs> yeah. fin- before finally Joey blows it out uh, and they start doing, everybody starts doing evil laughs because it's creepy that it's so dark. And then Ross has the definitive one guys. And right when he starts to do his laugh, the power comes back on and rachel and paolo are making out so ross is heavily devastated and then back the at atm vestibule uh chandler and jill say goodbye and she gives him a kiss on the cheek and then he speaks into the camera and requests a copy of the tape and that's the end of the show <laughs> that was a good episode that's a I great think... episode i do like that episode
1: yeah i think it solidifies like ross's feelings for rachel like or rather lets you know how strong they are because he was so concerned about ending up in the friend zone or missing his chance. Yeah. But yeah, one that's one of my favorite ones too also. Because just the concept of a blackout and how many things can happen uh, in a blackout. Which I'm sure that you're familiar with because we have rolling blackouts all the time in California, especially lately. So do you remember a specific blackout that you liked or disliked? Or you have any funny stories that you like to share from a blackout?
0: so the last time that i remember a blackout i was maybe in my teens uh and it didn't last very long it might have been like 30 minutes maybe i don't think it was anything crazy my grandma busted out a couple candles um and that was kind of it there wasn't anything exciting And thankfully, I think (laughs) I don't like the darkness, darkness. So I think I'd freak out now, even if I was at home, if I can't, I I feel like like I would do what it takes to take care of my kids. But I feel like if I can't see
1: you and you come into my house, (laughs) I'm fucked. (laughs) yeah that makes sense
0: yeah so no I'm not a fan of blackouts whatsoever what was your blackout experience
1: oh man so my first like blackout in the states because in Mexico we had them all the time but my first blackout here that lasted hours I don't know if you remember it it happened I want to say 2012 or 2013 but it was like essentially almost all of San Diego County and I don't remember why Um, But I was working at a car dealership then, and I didn't have a car. And so I had to ask someone for a ride. It took forever to get home because the lights were broken. So everyone had to figure out what to do, right? Mm -hmm. And then my coworker actually left me like at a 7-Eleven, asked to not have to turn into my apartment complex because the turn was like weird or something. So I had to cross Mm -hmm. one street to go to my apartment. And my dumbass pressed the button to cross the street. And it just wasn't, it just wasn't turning to the other thing and then I realized oh it's because it's broken <laughs> and so I just you know jaywalked it or whatever I guess technically it's not jaywalking if it doesn't work I don't know was that particular blackout yeah it's true that particular blackout one of the things that I remember is that I lived in an apartment complex that was like a big square and in the middle there was like a little playground for the kids and like a pool mm-hmm. and so all the apartment doors faced that so everyone went outside from their apartments to look into that area area. All the kids started playing together. Everyone took out like lanterns and flashlights and stuff. So we got to know our neighbors. um, So that was kind of cool. The power was out for a really long time. And then the other one that I remember, which was actually most recent was I want to say the March 16th or March 17th but it was literally the day after my office told us to stay home and my boyfriend uh, was at a bachelor party at a casino (laughs) (laughs) and he almost didn't go because of like COVID and everything but he still went and we lost power at like six so i had just started getting dark and i wasn't by myself i have a roommate so he was here but the power went out and he was like oh hey like i'm gonna go get some starbucks maybe hopefully by the time i get back the power will be back so he came back the power was still out um my roommate's actually also my boyfriend's cousin so since we didn't have anything else to do my and both of our phones were dying <laughs> we just <laughs> spent like all night talking i want to say the power yeah the power now around like 6 six thirty p.m and then it came back at like 3 a.m oh my god it was almost almost like right after justin came home my boyfriend Mm-hmm. So me and his cousin Brent were just talking like the entire time about just our lives. We ended up looking up our MySpace like <laughs> back when the power came back on and our Zynga. I don't know if you've ever heard of Zynga or if you had a Zynga, but like we looked that up um, and I saw some terrible quotes that I used to write on my blog as a teenager. So <laughs> that, was, that was a fun one. We have blackouts here all the time uh, where I live for some reason. Like we have scheduled ones all the time and we have have some that aren't scheduled that just for some reason it just happens a lot in this area i do live really close to the base so i do wonder Mm. if that has anything to do with it but yeah i nothing super adventurous has happened but it's just laid out the groundwork for some funny situations or getting to know your neighbors or you know your roommate yeah
0: the government is doing um some experimental shit and they need all the power
1: apparently they (laughs) keep all the aliens there
0: (laughs) trying to make (laughs) superheroes
1: they should be trying to get rid of covid
0: (laughs) well yeah that would be nice um So, have you ever gotten stuck somewhere during a blackout? And if not, what
1: would be your worst nightmare in that scenario? Like where Chandler gets stuck? I have not. I have not, thank goodness, because I would have so much anxiety if I got stuck somewhere like that. But my worst nightmare would probably be getting stuck in an elevator, uh, specifically also by myself or with someone I don't like. um, But. Yeah, I am actually just terrified of getting stuck in an elevator in general. So that would be probably the worst case scenario for me. I'm trying to think of any other ones. We don't have ATM vestibules anymore, do we?
0: There's a couple, but you have to like go to the right bank or whatever where
1: like it's mm-hmm. enclosed for the atm yeah i don't know i guess that one would also not be ideal because it's like see-through glass and everyone can see that you're stuck in there but elevator for sure would be my first not wanting to be stuck there how about you <laughs> i saw the cat
0: in your background and i thought it was my background for a second and i was like what the fuck is that <laughs>
1: it's the cat oh my Good god oh, that kind of eating <laughs>
0: started watching this new show and the girl refuses to look in mirrors because she sees a creepy thing like behind her every time she looks in a mirror so she has all the premieres Mm -hmm. covered up and so it was and the thing is like black with like light eyes
1: oh so like my cat
0: (laughs) i just saw the black thing moving and i was like what the fuck Oh, it wasn't a shadow. It was a cat. Guys, it was a cat. I'm good. It wasn't a monster. It was a
1: black cat.
0: <laughs> oh my God, that freaked me out. Anyways, <laughs> back, back to our, our schedule programming. programming. <laughs> my worst nightmare is also getting stuck in an elevator. So I hate taking the elevator and I refuse to most of the time. I was very pregnant last year, um, basically all year and so i would take the elevator but i try like i remember i would call victor like babe i took the stairs today um and it's only five <laughs> stories but it's like oh your work flight. yeah it's only five stories i'm on the fifth floor but it's like double the flights i guess or whatever because they wrap around so it's a lot of fucking stairs and i think i would get to like the third floor before practically dying giving up hella water when i got to my desk going down obviously is super easy But yeah, no, definitely an elevator. I don't like elevators. And then at the office, we had one and it was, so our elevators are um, labeled with the alphabet. So elevator E, the doors would close and then it just wouldn't fucking move. Like you would be there for a good 10 seconds with no movement whatsoever and so i used to hate getting on that one and then too like they reported that you need to jump to get into the elevator because somebody got stuck like she didn't move fast enough and you know how the doors are supposed to like emergency open when there's something in the way yeah. it didn't and she got like trapped
1: oh, no between oh, wow.
0: the doors of the elevator and i don't think it moved so like she was fine but it definitely like rushed her for a second oh my god that sounds terrible Yeah. Um, So yeah, definitely losing power in an elevator would fucking kill me. I would. would.
1: Elevators are freaking dangerous, man. I would die. Our elevator at work, and it was just one floor. Um, So I, I took it sometimes just because the stairs were connected to the public. So like the public would never use the stairs because they have no business going upstairs. Like we never saw clients upstairs, but the stairs were on that side of the building Um, And so if you use those stairs to go down or or to come up, you would have to be, like, amid just people. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I just didn't like being there just because I'm not a a people person, (laughs) for one. (laughs) And then also sometimes if you're wearing the name tag, someone would ask you, like, things or want to ask you things about their case. And, you know, everyone has a different caseworker. So I just wanted to, like, avoid that. So I did use the elevator a lot we did have other stairs but those stairs actually connected to the outside so i'd have to go like around to come back to the building so i did use the elevator sometimes but then i started noticing that when i would get there it would like shake up and down a little bit like or do like one movement up and down and then start going up and we were just going up one floor so i was like oh no it's fine nothing's gonna happen and then i looked at the day on the last inspection of this bullshit
0: oh hell no for
1: reference I started working there in 2017, February 2017, in that particular office. And the inspection, the last time that they had inspected it was 2014, so the expiration date of the... Permit was 2015. So I was that a person that complained <laughs> oh, no. until they got it fixed. <laughs> and you know well, what? When they fixed it, it was literally like three months before the lockdown. So probably <laughs> by now it's like about to expire again. <laughs> and I didn't get to enjoy the privilege of a safe or relatively safe elevator. <laughs> oh hell
0: no. And that one elevator that I'm telling you about, I got on with one of my coworkers one time and he goes, jump. And so I was like, What? And then he jumped. And the elevator started moving and he goes, you got to jump start it. And I was like, don't ever. Oh my
1: God. That's so that terrible. Again. I was like, no,
0: I'm that's never in <laughs> Yeah, that
1: wasn't
0: fun. I mean, it was funny, but it wasn't fun. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: funny now because nothing happened, but in the moment, like I would have been panicking. <laughs>
0: Yeah, going up 5 flights, that doesn't seem so high, but if you look down from up there,
1: it's fucking high as shit. Yeah. Oh Oh my goodness. But uh, we do find out, talking about being stuck places, when Chandler gets stuck in the vestibule, and he called his friends to let them know that Chandler and Joey have a secret code language, or rather, it sounds like he's just talking like super muffled, but somehow Joey can understand him. (laughs) But have you ever or do you now have, like, a secret code language that you share with someone?
0: So we, in my family, talk oh, in la F.
1: Oh, yeah. In Spanish. Yeah. And
0: so when I was little, I didn't understand it. Which, which, looking back, it's like, que pendeja, because it's so easy to understand. Que <laughs> Exactly. Um, but, yeah, so I think, so I would talk... I would use the Fo with my mom and um, my aunt, especially in front of my kids. And then my older son was like, he speaks fluent Spanish. And so he goes, mom, I know what you're saying. Mom, I know what you're saying. And he can't speak it because he doesn't know where the F goes. To put the F. Yeah. Yeah. But he definitely understands it. So like when I, because his brother doesn't speak Spanish. um, Very well, he understands it, but he doesn't speak it. But to like make sure he really doesn't understand me, I'll tell my son something, my older one. And then he'll respond back to me like, oh, you know, like, yeah, okay, mom, I got you. And I'm like, okay. But that's <laughs> I don't think I've ever had any other kind of anything with anybody. Except from using Spanish in front of people that don't
1: speak it Yeah, I mean that's kind of a secret language But you gotta be careful with that one Some people speak Spanish and you don't even know I know, what about you? Um, I did make up a language When I was little with my niece So she's my niece but you know Mexico, she's three years younger than me <laughs> And we had the greatest idea to come up with a full language when I want to say, I don't even remember how old we were. I want to say maybe like seven and 10. And we made up like what the like what each letter would sound like. I don't remember if we actually had symbols for them and I don't actually remember any of it. But we had, like, a booklet, and so we're like, just pretend, because I don't actually remember what this sounds like. But if an A, instead of an A sound, made, like, a B-U, so boo, or whatever, we would just write it as boo. So, like, (laughs) we just knew somehow. It was really flawed, honestly. (laughs) Um, And we tried, I think we tried to learn it, but I don't think it actually got that far. What I did have was like really weird nicknames too for people because man, you think I'm weird now, but when I was a kid, like a lot of things happened to me when I was really young. So I became very, very weird. Um, So for a while I pretended that I was an alien and I used to speak, and this is not a joke, okay? I used to speak to my family in like a stitch voice because that was was like my alien voice, you know, because I decided to come up with this after I watched Lulu and Stitch. And I would call myself slave. That was my alien name. (laughs) So embarrassing. And I would speak in a language that only I understood. (laughs) Because it was gibberish but somehow some of that gibberish actually became actual things that stood for something. Uh And so some like my niece specifically, because I spent so much time with her at that age, she could understand some of it. Um, and I gave her a weird name. Her name was Hitiki. And sometimes I still call her that and she will still answer to it. And I think that's beautiful. <laughs> um, but no, I don't really have like a secret language now with anyone. Um, I have done the EFE also, but it wasn't a thing that we were doing constantly. So like, yeah, I can understand it and I can speak it very well. Like if I think about it, I can't, can't really do it really quickly. But I try. But no other than that, I don't think so. Spanish. Yeah, Spanish. But that's not you know a secret language between just you and me so
0: (laughs) we need to come up with our own
1: yeah oh no
0: (laughs) moving on so the gang talks about um the weirdest places they've had sex and rachel says the foot of the bed which is definitely not weird um where is the weirdest (laughs) place you've had sex if you want to share you don't have to
1: i will share but i will not expand on this story (laughs) (laughs) The weirdest place I've had sex is in a church. <laughs> <laughs> um, followed by just the beach. The beach, it wasn't super weird. It was just, um, I mean, both of them Both of them were like a spur of the moment kind of thing. But that one, there was just more logistical things to worry about, you know, like sand and people. Sand. But yeah, those two, for sure. How about you? I'm sure there's been more than one place, but definitely the hood of my car in a public parking lot <laughs> oh my god yeah that seems pretty strange
0: there was like people walking by and stuff and it didn't i was did they notice do you know i was under the influence oh yeah they definitely noticed there was there was no way you couldn't we were under a fucking street light like <laughs> we had a. Fucking, oh,
1: okay okay
0: yeah it's not like we were being you know sneaky it was just yeah
1: it It just had to happen
0: it did I was very drunk yeah not drunk enough that I don't remember but I was drunk
1: but drunk enough that you didn't care
0: (laughs) exactly
1: that's the perfect drunk.
0: don't worry y'all it wasn't a me too situation
1: (laughs) I actually just thought of another super weird one which I've told you already but I've had sex in a sex shop also yeah like one of those rooms they have in the back we had to pay to watch porn to be able to still be in the room. <laughs> so that was pretty freaking weird as well.
0: Well, I will share and hopefully I don't get in trouble for this. Uh but I won't say <laughs> where, but it was at a child development center after hours, so there were no children present. Don't worry. That's uh, good. But the irony was that we did not want any children. <laughs> that's funny (laughs) but i think that was like the weirdest weirdest but again it was after hours there were no children present it's not like we were at risk of exposing anybody to anything yeah yeah no i
1: don't know not my story here but like ross says that he had sex at disney world in the ride like it's a small world or whatever I think that's impossible. I think there's no fucking way. Like, people would have seen you go behind those little children. I have gone to Disneyland so many times. Okay, flex. And <laughs> I have been in rides where somebody's doing something they're not supposed to Like, Pirates are the Caribbean. Or even It's a Small World. And if they do see you, someone over the intercom, like, they'll... At least with me, they stopped the music in Pirates. And they said, hey, can you, like... Yeah, get your body inside the ride or something. So it just doesn't make sense to me that maybe the technology back in the 90s or 80s or whenever Ross did that, like supposedly did that. But it just seems so say, impossible to me. 90s. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I they guess like maybe. They didn't have
0: enough cameras and they didn't care too much about security. They probably thought people just
1: wouldn't do stuff like that. Listen, I'm just salty because that's like in my bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> To, like, find a super discreet place, I realize it's not realistic at all. Because, obviously, you shouldn't be doing that anyway. Because there's a shit ton of children at Disneyland. But it just doesn't seem feasible to me. And, I mean, obviously, the consequences that he said he got were that he got banned from the... I was going to say the show. From the park. Yeah, that would absolutely fucking happen. And I don't want that to happen because I love Disney parks. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it just doesn't seem like like a thing that that you could do like like I've snuck like drinks into Disneyland but that's pretty much the naughtiest thing I've done there.
0: Yeah when I was married my um we used to have SeaWorld passes and my husband really uh wanted to have sex at SeaWorld and we found outside of I think it was Atlantis before they built all the other stuff, this was like a fucking million years ago. Um, but we found this little corner that it looked like nobody could see you. So that would have been perfect. But we never got to it. We always had like kids with us. And for me, it was always too big of a risk. Like if we get caught, we're going to get, they're going to arrest us and kick us out of the fucking park. And we're never going to be able to come back with the kids. And so it was, it was, I was always very paranoid about that.
1: Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> So in this episode, speaking of physical stuff, Ross tries to convince Rachel that passion in a relationship is overrated. And But when you're in a relationship, you're left with all the good stuff uh, like trust and security once the passion eventually dies out. So I guess that is the question. Do you think that passion does die out?
0: I personally don't think it does. I think it depends on the person you're with. And the relationship you're in because it definitely died out in my past relationship where he even like admitted like oh i only did all that to get you and now that i have you like eh, i don't care to do anything and i don't necessarily just mean like the the passionate stuff the kissing and the sex and the affection and whatever it was everything like he stopped taking me out he stopped buying me flowers he stopped everything in my current relationship i feel like we still have a lot of passion and it's we're going on five years where I have moments of just oh my god I fucking need to have you right now right here doesn't matter where the fuck we are we yeah we definitely still have I don't think it dies out I think it I really do think it just depends on the person and the relationship that you're in and whether you guys vibe well
1: and you um I think pretty similarly to you I think also it has like you would need to define what passion is to one person you know because like Mm -hmm. passion doesn't necessarily mean to be like, it doesn't necessarily have to mean like just physical intimacy all the time. I'm a passionate person, so I would need someone to match that passion with me. Uh, and so far, I, I do have that. Um, I don't think that it's dying out at all. Um, and I have had those relationships before where, yeah, it was kind of the same concept like, oh, I was just doing all that to get you to date me. And then after you start dating me, I did it so that you'd move in. But then after you moved in, it's whatever. (laughs) And I even had one, one guy, he had proposed to me and our relationship was kind (laughs) of heading into a bad direction um, where he, I just felt like I was being taken for granted, you know, like he, Mm -hmm. he wasn't doing anything nice. And again, like, I mean, not, not to say he wasn't doing anything nice. He was doing nice things, but not enough. Like I didn't feel like enough for me. And, and like I said, I'm a very like passionate person. So I, when I'm dating someone or even like in other relationships too, like I, I pour myself into a person, you know, like I, I make that person know that they're my top priority. So I needed someone to match that. And he, he just wasn't. And I remember asking him, dude, do you love me? Like, because to me, and I realized everyone has different what is it? Like um, love languages um, mm-hmm. and different needs and, you know, just different ways to show affection. But to me, it just seemed like it just wasn't even at all. So I did ask him, I was like, do you even love me? And he was like, you have a ring on your finger, don't you? Like, obviously, I love you because I proposed to you. Like, no, that's not how it works. Like you still have to put in other work. Yeah. To show someone that you love them. But yeah. Yeah. I think, I think if you're in the right relationship, whatever passions you share, whether that intimacy or whatever other things that you share passionately with the other person shouldn't necessarily die out. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got lucky with, uh, with Victor, because my past always lacked in, um, like the reciprocation. I feel like I was always um, like overly affectionate and I was texting too much and I was doing and I was calling and I was, you know, just like you, like just overly loving and it wasn't ever given back. And Victor really does match me in that aspect that I can appreciate him as a partner.
1: Oh, excuse me. Yeah. I was even like called clingy. Like it did make me feel annoying before, but now I am with the person that matches that. Same clinginess. <laughs> if that's what it is, you know, they're there's just as touchy as me and just as affectionate with their words and just as silly as me. So we are a pretty good match. But before, yeah, it almost made me feel like I was doing something wrong for loving someone the way that, that I like to love someone and the way that I was hoping that they love me back. Yeah, So it was definitely a bummer. And it definitely did feel when I was in those relationships, that passion absolutely did die. Um, and And I was thinking right after my last breakup that maybe, yeah, maybe it doesn't exist. Like maybe, maybe all passion always dies. And that is something that actually my ex would tell me. Like he he told me so many times that what I was looking for didn't exist because I would try to explain to him why the way that he treated me was making me upset. And he just said that I just had this fantasy relationship in my head and and what I had in my head didn't exist. And and after we broke up, I, I was starting to feel like that's probably true. It probably doesn't but here we are now and it does exist
0: yay at least they called you clingy and not
1: a pest i was told i was oh a pest. my god oh i know my ex was a dick you're not a pest and i'm so glad that you're not <gasps> that asshole anymore no me too Going <laughs> <laughs> <Hang> on <laughs> yes the tears that you know we should do this drunk one day
0: i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> I had a long day and I am having a drink. So. Oh,
1: I see. Damn it. We should do this I'm just drink, drinking though. water.
0: Well, I'm not drunk, though. I'm having one drink. It's my first one of the day. And it's Thursday. So cheers. Cheers. That's what gets me drunk, though, these days. One drink. I would need at least a second pour. <laughs> I'd have to start drinking at like six. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can do that. <laughs>
0: <sighs> okay. So Chandler is such a spaz around uh, Jill Goodacre. Have you ever met a celebrity? And if so, were you super weird?
1: I mean, yeah, kind of. Um, It's even weirder because they weren't technically celebrities. Um, (laughs) They were YouTubers. (laughs) Um, So they were actually both couples, weirdly enough. So back in like 2012 or 2011, um, I went to the International Makeup Artist Trade Show, also known as IMATS. At that time, I was also a YouTuber with like 47 subscribers. And yay, better than nothing. Man, if I kick myself in the foot because I stopped doing it because I hit some weird depression. But I'm like, man, what if what if I had kept doing it? Like, would I be rich now? Anyway, that's neither here nor there. I was super fan of this one YouTuber. Her name is Ingrid. Uh, and her YouTuber handle back then was Ms. Glamorazzi. Mm-hmm. And she had gotten together with this other YouTuber. His name is Luke. I don't remember his last name or anything. But back then, me and my friend Michelle would like Be obsessed with them because they used to put up like vlogs of what they did throughout the day, just random ass shit. And we would watch them all like it was a reality TV show. (laughs) And when we went to IMATS, they were there. (laughs) So we were like, oh, my God, we have to go take a picture with them. (laughs) so we did we ran up but we took a picture with them we were really awkward I think at least I was like I don't even remember how I asked them to take a picture because I think it was me that did it like I blacked out I was like my legs were shaky just trying to take a picture with this couple that was just it was literally people that were the same age as me Like, just because they had a YouTube channel. Like, I was like, oh my god. uh." Yeah. And then another one was also YouTubers that I actually got to meet and actually talk to. It's Jacqueline Glenn. Or I guess, right, she just got married. So her last name is Frank. And I got to meet her then-boyfriend. I think, oh my goodness, is his name Michael? I can't remember. Damn it. But anyway, I got to meet them and... The guy is in a band called Future Sunsets. And mm-hmm. so the and meet was like, it was a greeting meet for her, but actually it was also a tour for the band and she oh, cool. also sings. So um, I got to see like a little, like a little concert um, of them both. And it was super cool. And they were really, really nice. Like they were super down to earth, but I was still super just awkward because like in my eyes, like, oh my God, they're so much better than me. Like, they do all these things. But no, it was really nice to hang out with them. I kind of got over the weirdness because... We like actually hung out, hung out. Like they took the time to hang out with the people that went to go see them. And we actually had conversations and we even had drinks with them. So yeah, that was really cool. But I've the only time I've seen an actual celebrity, uh, it was from far away. It was um, Keanu Reeves. I love him. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of glad I didn't meet him because I think I would have fainted.
0: Oh my God. Um,
1: but yeah, he was super cool uh to look at from far away uh i saw him in san francisco when he was in the set of a movie his name is david sorry this has nothing to do with it. but his name is david frank <laughs> it just came to me sorry david like they're gonna listen to this anyway so yeah, Keanu Reeves is the only celebrity that I've actually seen like like actual celebrity celebrity status and I was just looking at him from far away and I took a picture with my phone and you can barely tell that it's him and he was filming The Matrix 3 in San Francisco and it was cool. Have you, have you ever been a spaz around a celebrity or celebrity-like person? <laughs>
0: So the only celebrity that I met, I was told that's not a celebrity. And I was like, bullshit, was an athlete. And I think I met him after my grandfather passed away, because I don't remember showing him the photo, um, but my grandfather is, uh, was a huge, huge Padres fan. Like he loved baseball. That was his favorite sport to watch. I remember he used to take us to the games and he'd sit there with his uh, Walkman cassette tape and listen to the game in Spanish while watching it live at uh, the Jack Murphy Stadium. Um, but we loved Trevor Hoffman. And our favorite time during the ball games was when it was Trevor time and they'd ring the bells and he'd come out and it was just the best fucking thing ever. And I got to meet him once. He did an event. I used to work at um, Scripps Hospital here in in La Jolla and he was there for an event. He was, there was like a dunk tank and he was throwing balls. Obviously he was a pitcher, the best pitcher of the San Diego Padres. And so I got to meet him. He was just out there chilling with like the higher ups from scripts, just hanging out. They were going to film something and they were doing this little contest thing with the dunk tank. And my friend was like, oh my God, Trevor Hoffman's outside. And I was like, no fucking way. And she's like, yes. I wasn't wearing makeup that day at all. My hair was a fucking mess. It's not curly, but it's not, it's like wavy. My hair's so fucking weird. And if it's frizzy, it's even worse. <laughs> And so I had it in a bun. I look like shit. I look sick. Like if I had a cold or something, was wearing no fucking makeup and walked up to him and was like, Mr. Hoffman. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, can you take a picture with me? And he was like, of course. Yeah. And so my friend took a picture of us and then I ran inside and I emailed it to myself and I printed it and I came back out and I was like, Mr. Hoffman. Can Can you sign it? (laughs) <laughs> Can I bother you for your autograph? And he was like, of course. And I was like, thank you so much. You don't know how much this means to me. Like my grandfather's such a big fan and I'm such a big fan. And Trevor Time was like my favorite. And I'm like talking and he's like, that's cool. That's cool. I'm like, he was being really cool about it. But yes, I would have to say that I spazzed out hella because I was like, oh my God, I fucking love watching you. And, like I was super fangirling. Because okay. <laughs> I was also physically attracted to him. So it was just like, oh, oh yeah. So handsome. So there was that next level. Yeah. And it was just like, and I look like shit. He's never going to cheer on his wife with me. (laughs) (laughs) he will never do it.
1: Because I look like
0: this today. But otherwise he would
1: have totally done it.
0: Yeah. If I was wearing makeup (laughs) and my my heels and everything, I think I was wearing flats that day and like some weird slacks and a sweater.
1: (laughs) Don't you hate it when that happens? Like. When you feel like you look awful and you run into people that you don't want to look like that around? Mm-hmm.
0: My mom has always told me, like, my mom has always, my mom has always said, always look your best because you never know who you're going to run into. And, like, what my if mom. it's somebody that you don't like? And I'm like, yeah, but I feel yeah.
1: it's
0: like, who
1: gives up? My mom was definitely a believer of that. Like, I wasn't even allowed to go to Walmart if I wasn't put together. <laughs> anyway moving right along so uh, yes
0: uh rachel meets Paolo and she is feeling all kinds of emotions over him and they just met and they don't even speak the same language but she is infatuated have you ever met someone that you were instantly infatuated with?
1: Yes, a couple actually. So one was this guy and I've spoken about him in this podcast before. It was the guy that was in a band with the curly hair. <laughs> so I kid you not, I met him probably when I was like 10 and instantly I was in love. Uh I don't even think he knew that, like that it was that deep cuz I liked him so freaking much from the get-go with absolutely no reason because i mean he's cute he's handsome but like i didn't know him i don't know anything about him he didn't want to play with me at that time because he was so much older than me like i think i was like 10 when we first met and he must have been 13 so he already had the raging hormones probably for like real women you know not 10 year olds (laughs) but yeah i was instantly attracted to him for sure and then when we started Like, just making out for funsies or whatever. I mean, he thought it was for funsies, but my heart did not. Uh, (laughs) I started liking him even more. Like, I was, like, super infatuated with the guy. Because it was really just that. It was infatuation. We never had, like, a deep connection. Like, we never talked about anything real, you know? Um, So, yeah, him. And then also this woman, also, um, that I used to work with. I thought, like, she was super cool from the get-go. Also, I didn't know her. Um, and then I got to know her and it turned out she was she was super cool. Um, I never went out with her or anything. But, yeah, those I'd have to say are the two people that I was like, there's something about you. It wasn't just physical. I, I, it felt more than that. But it was definitely instant for that. But it wasn't love either. It was just like a, like a magnet. Like, I have to talk to you. We have to have some kind of relationship type of thing. But. Has that ever happened to you? Every time I meet a new boyfriend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so not every time, I'm exaggerating. But like definitely when you see like the cute guy across the, the um, what's it called? It's not a
1: field at school. It was Across called... the bleachers? No. Across the quad. The... Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so
0: definitely like you know, total movie status where you like see them and it's like, oh my God, they're so cute. And then they start talking to you and you're like, oh my God, they think I'm cute too. I remember specifically, it was like my high school sweetheart or whatever. And he was at my cousin's house because it was for her a practice. And I saw him and was like, oh my god this guy is so cute and he was wearing like a muscle shirt um he had had a shirt on but he it got hot or something he so he was just in his muscle shirt and he was playing my cousin had a foosball table and he was playing foosball and he had a soda and he took a drink and when he put the can to his lips you could see the muscle in his bicep or like his and i was like oh that's the one you lost it. dude. I love arms. I'm super into arms. And so, um, so that was what like, like I was already attracted and that just like got me hooked. But yeah, anytime that I've seen anybody that I think is cute, that starts talking to me for the purposes of like a relationship or to make out or whatever,
1: I definitely get that like instant, like, oh my God, that's the one. No, it takes a while for me. (laughs) Actually, almost anyone that I've been in, like, a serious relationship with, I've, like, not really thought anything about them. <laughs> Either I had a bad first impression of them, or I just really didn't think anything, really. Like, when I when I first saw, or the first impression that I had of my boyfriend now was, oh, my God, he laughs too much. Like, I was always laughing. <laughs> but that was always it. <laughs> uh, and then the, my boyfriend before that, I honestly had a really bad gut bad bad gut feeling about him like I I think and I think I've mentioned this before but I used to call him Satan because I there was just some weird vibe about him. (laughs) and then I dated him on and off for two years and it was the worst oh no uh but yeah I've never dated anyone that I've had that like oh my god like infatuation with
0: see even with Victor my fiance now it was when I saw him when I saw him I was annoyed with him because (laughs) he was parked in front of me um at my cousin's house and I was I had my kids with me and I didn't know who he was and so it was just like who's this weirdo sitting in his car like why is he just sitting in His car, and it wasn't like a ghetto neighborhood, but it also wasn't, it was like the best. Yeah, it was weird. It was a weird neighborhood. And so, um, so I kind of was freaked out, but I had parked on like a corner. So then I got worried that somebody was going to turn that corner quick and like hit my car. So I went back out to scoot my car closer to his. Uh, and when I started walking back into the house, he was walking like five steps ahead of me. And I was like, Tell me this guy's not going where I'm going. And he, like it's walking, <laughs> walking and he goes into my cousin's house and closes the door behind him and he was oh like my goodness you weren't right behind me and I go bro you closed the door behind you and I opened it right away like there was no pause in you closing the door and me opening it you closed it and I opened it I was like I was right behind you um but after I got over that when I saw him face to face his he had a, a full beard oh my god I was like god damn it I fucking I'm in love <laughs> <laughs> Like, that beard is amazing. And then I made sure to, like, comment. So we were watching a Charger game, uh, and Eric Weddle was on our team then and he had a beard and he was sexy and amazing. One of my favorite players and anybody listening who doesn't like the Chargers, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I don't want to hear it. I'm still a Charger fan, whatever. Um, but anyway, so I made sure to comment like he wasn't playing that day, but he was on the sidelines and they like shot the camp, like the camera caught him and I was like, oh, the beard. And so like that caught his attention like, oh, I've got an in because she likes beard and so yeah I definitely was like yeah mm-hmm, weird super <laughs> cute oh he was so adorable
1: he's still I so do adorable. remember I remember hearing about the story of how you guys met yeah it's still the beard if he gets rid of it I don't know what I'll do his face looks really different without it <laughs> I've
0: seen photos
1: when I met him he only had like a teeny tiny mustache and then he started growing a beard you know when beards were in mm-hmm I mean, they're still in, but, you know, when they started becoming in again, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. (sighs) but anyway, moving on. Uh, During the evening, Ross tries to talk to Paolo, 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 (laughs) and explain that he, (laughs) Ross, and Rachel belong together uh, because, you know, he had a crush on Rachel and he was working up the courage to ask her out or whatever. He took too long. (laughs) I know, he did. But have you ever intervened in someone else's relationship, like to claim claim them as yours or say, hey, don't flirt with this person he's already spoken for? So I want to say... No, but I think there was definitely,
0: like, you know, when you and your friends all like a guy, but like you said it first. And so like, yeah, because you said it first, he belongs to you. Then you call dibs. Yeah. Yeah. I think like stuff like that, but I don't think anybody ever listened to me. So I don't know.
1: Yeah. I also did that, but the situation was funny because it was when I was like 12 mm. uh, and I had these neighbors, they were twins. They weren't identical twins, but they they looked a lot like each other. Were they identical twins? I don't remember. One of them was taller than the other one, and that's basically how we were able to tell them apart. I guess if you don't know them, they did look really similar, but I really don't think they were identical twins. And one of their names was Ruben, and the other one was Daniel. And from my apartment, I could see their window. So from my bedroom apartment, I could see into their bedroom apartment, like their bedroom window. But they lived like, I want to say on the third or fourth floor. And I lived on the ground floor. So I'd have to look up, you know. But I had crushes on both of them throughout my life, but I never had them on at the same time. So sometimes Mm -hmm. I would be like, oh, I, I love Daniel. I have a crush on Daniel. And their parents ran like a, they used to sell raspados like out of their apartment. So whenever I would feel like wanting to see one or the other, I'd be like, oh, can I get a raspado, like a rompope raspado, please? And oh, please send Ruben or send Daniel or whatever. And I had a group of friends at that time that consisted of three of us. And I do want to say that They kind of had crushes on them too, but I don't think they were as passionate as me. (laughs) And so I would tell them like, hey, like I have a crush on them too, but it wasn't, I never said, so they're mine. You know, like I would just Mm -hmm. say like, I have a crush on them, you know, hoping that they wouldn't, they wouldn't go after them. But joke was on me because... I had crushes on both of them throughout my life and they never once liked me back. They liked the two of my friends oh. um, that I had at the time. So yeah, that was before my glow up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh. Yeah. So they liked my friend Claudia and my friend Stephanie, but they they did not like me. And I remember I even so dumb. I had a computer desk at that time, and it was like a cheap one. And so I had like this finish of for it to look like like wood. You know, I mean it was wood, but it had it was painted like. Uh, Like a little bit more detailed or whatever. So I put tape over it uh, and then wrote like Ruben um, over the tape with like permanent marker. Mm -hmm. And also the tape was in the shape of the letters. Um, So when I removed the tape, the paint of the desk came off with it. So forever, I had to do my homework. This was like years after, okay? Like when I was already like <laughs> 17, I like I, hadn't talked to these guys in like forever. It said Ruben very clearly because I removed the tape and I marked those letters by chipping off the paint. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was so mad. <laughs>
0: I'm sure.
1: But yeah, in my adult life, no. Um, I mean, I did glow up, so I've never had to do that. <laughs> I've never had to be, be like, hey, they're mine. Like everyone, you know, more or less already knew. <laughs> yeah. And even if they didn't, the guy was paying attention to me anyway. So not to too, too, to toot my own horn. But... <laughs> I wouldn't fight anybody over anybody either, though so that's fine. Me neither. <laughs> nobody has time. Yeah. No. I have way too much pride now for that shit.
0: Yeah, no, I'm too grown. I've got kids. I'm not trying to deal with
1: that. <laughs> I've got kids. You I, can have I them. Nobody has time to do that. Fuck. So.
0: <laughs> How am I supposed to be in the Zoom meeting with my kids teacher if I'm in jail? <laughs> you want to throw
1: hands? <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yes, let's do that.
0: Um, So Chandler requests a video. So at the end of the show, the lights come back on and Jill Goodacre kisses Chandler on the cheek. And says she had a fun blackout and then she leaves. Uh, and he is still at the ATM vestibule and asks, gives his account number and is like, if you <laughs> any of that, I want a copy of that video. Um, have you ever done anything that you wish there was proof of via video? Not a sex thing?
1: <laughs> Damn it. Now I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. So I think I've mentioned to you that I, I like singing and I used to be in choir, but I'm a really shy singer. Like I, I get stage fright when it comes to singing specifically. And I sing by myself alone all the time in the bathroom because it has the best acoustics, not necessarily even in the shower just in the bathroom and there's been times where i'm like man that sounded really good i wish someone else would have known or would know um but yeah i would never actually record myself like in a video singing because again like i I would want people to know, like, look, I can sing. And people have heard me sing um, before. But I always think that it's bad. But somehow it's the best when I'm by myself and there's, like, no audience members. And that's probably because I'm not nervous. Yeah, yeah sometimes I wish there had been video of that. I have wished that there had been video proof of things that were done to me. Definitely. You know, like uh, domestic abuse uh, or threats or stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, other than that, Uh, No, I don't I really have that many talents, you know, (laughs) so I don't really have anything or anything super outrageous that happened to me like, you know, meeting a celebrity or something where I'm like, Oh, I wish someone would have seen that and I could send it to my family. I was on the news once in San Diego and i wish that that my family hadn't seen it because it's so cute like uh i it caught me completely by surprise and got me in trouble at work actually um because the reason why we were um so we were actually watching a padres game we were at the stadium and The reason we were there was because we were there to honor like the first responders for like the fires that happened, I want to say in 2013 or 2014. I can't remember. San Diego has fires all the time. And at that time, I worked for a call center that became not a first responder, but like an emergency responder to like giving out data about the fire to both agencies and customers alike. And so because we were part of all that, they kind of bunched us in with the first responders. And part, like at the beginning of the game, what we were going to do was go down there and like the players were going to either shake our hands or give us high fives. And before the game, there was a bunch of news people around and we were wearing the t-shirts for our company. And so So this one guy came up and started talking to me and he was like hey you worked for x company so you were part of the emergency response like how was it and and so in conversation i was telling him like it was it was good to do something for the community but it was also really stressful and i don't know whatever else i said and he all of a sudden pulls out this camera and he's like good i need you to say that exact same thing again but on camera and so i was like oh my god uh sure and like every all of my coworkers were like egging me on they were like yeah do it do it and so I did it and then after it was done the person that was in charge of media for my company um started yelling at the guy because he was like you know this is not how we do things so and so you have to ask for permission to uh, interview someone about this and then you Laura you can't just talk to anybody in the media representing the company we need to talk about where you gonna say which makes absolutely total sense but i remember it was so cute because she was like at least you got one of the pretty ones and then she just like stormed off and i was like oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) um but that video so it was a video in the news and so like my family found it because uh, my ex posted it on his facebook i think and every year they share a snapshot of it (laughs) And I look super derpy because it 's like a it 's like a still of me talking, yeah, so I 'm just like, you know, like with my mouth open, like <laughs> talking it 's not flattering at all, like i hadn 't even done my hair, you know, like so i yeah. I, I wish that one hadn 't been out, <laughs> but yeah, not much that I wish was actually on camera. How about you, how about you jasmine any anything you any things that you wish were caught on camera so
0: um, I got put on the big screen at a Padre game and I wish I had a copy of that because that never happens to me. We were sitting at first base and it was me and a friend and they put us on the big screen and so I just like waved or whatever so I wish I had that but other than that I don't think so. So I wish I had a video of the first time I played softball this year because I actually hit the ball. You Uh, mean when when you
1: injured your knee?
0: When I injured myself completely, yes. (laughs) Not just my knee. It was my whole body. So I wish, like, sometimes I wish I had a personal little, like, somebody to, like, just, oh my God, look what you're doing. Let me record you. And not even because I do, like, crazy things all the time, but there's just. Sometimes I look pretty and sometimes I sing karaoke and wouldn't mind having a video of that. And sometimes I just feel pretty and want somebody to capture me candid instead of me capturing myself with a timer. Yeah. Yeah. So you having to
1: take the selfie, you know, someone following you around, you know, when I stay with you, I'm going to do that. They're all, they're all going to be derpy ass shots. <laughs> Go on Instagram live. <laughs> <Just> kidding. <laughs>
0: Yeah. But I mean, I think, I think aside from, um, aside from like, honestly, honestly, aside from my softball game, I don't think I've done anything that I'm like, Ooh, I wish I had caught that on video. Definitely an argument. Oh my God. And then just anytime with my coworkers, like we wanted so badly for somebody to have a reality show about the script's employees that worked in the release of information department, shout out to all my homies, because we had the best times in that office just after out it, it wasn't even like during work. it was after hours or during lunch or whatever where somebody would just say the right thing and it was fucking hilarious or like somebody would do something or scare somebody or whatever that it just made it so worthwhile and i wish i had like i wish somebody like footage to uh uh-huh, bust out a camera and like oh my god do that again or whatever but yeah i think that's it i don't think i do anything exciting in my life it's not like i meet uh celebrities on the daily or anything yeah me neither
1: (sighs) but i do want to talk about something else because phoebe's in this episode and i think uh you mentioned that she didn't have an original song but she did have one it's the one where she talks about the spoiled milk like the one that she's making up
0: oh she's making as the
1: blackout uh starts so i think I think that was the first time that I realized like, oh, she's like super weird. (laughs) Uh, And I do wonder if like that's one of the reasons why a lot of the episodes in the beginning weren't like extremely focused on her because maybe they were trying to find out like, okay, what angle can we play from this weird person? Uh, Because they threw things like, oh, yeah, she lived on the street. Her mother killed herself. and Oh, she's a singer. Oh, how nice. And then it's like, oh she's kind of (laughs) weird but I do like Phoebe I loved her hair too like in the earlier seasons like Mm -hmm. her curly hair I wish there had been more of her in the beginning I love Lisa Kudra I think she's awesome yeah she's amazing I do like her
0: she's in uh, a Netflix
1: show with Steve Carell oh yeah she's like a mom right like yeah but she's like
0: in prison
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh shit
0: and like her cellmate did her um did some cornrows on her and she's like talking to her the glass and shit it's hilarious it's so funny to see her
1: still be like goofy like a little bit phoebe like
0: yeah where she's just silly and weird just weird not even silly just weird
1: but i do like her a lot this is one of my favorite episodes from season one but also one of the ones that crushed my heart Because I did feel bad for Ross. Because like a lot of the episode, he's working out like the courage to actually ask Rachel out as to not get friendzoned. And then he just misses his opportunity by like a hair and i think that's in a way that's like a really good message you know like if you want something you should go for it like you don't know what's gonna happen in the next 10 minutes you know?
0: definitely because i'm sure he didn't think he'd get attacked by a cat
1: <laughs> yeah and that that cat's owner would be making out with rachel within just hours of him trying to ask her out on the balcony sad face definitely a uh, learning moment people go for what you want Yes, and stay hydrated. <laughs> and drink whiskey. Yes, but also stay hydrated after drinking the whiskey. Meh <laughs> <laughs> I finished mine. This is my second today. My second I have bottle. ice cubes, doesn't that count? I eat the ice cubes. Yes, sure it counts. It doesn't count for a lot, but yes, it counts. I fill my cup to the rim with ice cubes. That's like half a cup of water, at the very least, in my drink. Okay, I will take it. (laughs) Thank you for joining us again. We appreciate it. Yes, and yes, stay hydrated and take uh, the opportunities that are presented to you, because you never know when you might meet Apollo. Stupid Apollo. Bye! Bye!